Greetings. You're listening to or watching Cantus Firmus. This is a, a new segment I'm introducing, uh, as if I need more of those, called Bad Theology Spotlight. And I could do a lot of these, but we'll start with one and see where we go, because uh, there's a lot of bad theology out there. So anyway, uh, we're focusing now on a short interview with a pastor uh, out of Texas named Robert Jeffers, who's a strong Trump supporter. And he was recently on uh, Fox and Friends discussing um, some comments from uh, congressional Democrats about uh, Trump's border wall uh, being immoral and their appeal to uh, the uh, the Christian uh, birth narrative of Christ um, as an argument for, for why that is so. So I'm going to play the, the clip and just kind of jump in here and there um, <laughs> to interject. time in which we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, a Jesus Christ who had to flee for his life with Mary and Joseph. Thank God there wasn't a wall that stopped him from seeking refuge. That was Congressman Luis Gutierrez lashing out at Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen on Capitol Hill this week. You've probably seen it. His rant went on for six Minutes. The Democratic lawmaker slamming Nielsen over border security in a rant that turned religious. Here with his reaction, Fox News contributor Pastor Robert Jeffers. Pastor, help, help us out here. So, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, we laugh and we do, but, but he was trying to make what he thought was a serious point that Jesus would have never been born had there been a wall. <laughs> Well, no, he was claiming that if Jesus's parents hadn't been able to flee King Herod, uh, he, he would have been killed with the rest of the young boys that Herod murdered. But, but, you know, that's a small point. Moving on. Look, his comments were ludicrous for so many reasons, but let me just mention two. First of all, the Bible says it was God through an angel who told Joseph and the family to flee to Egypt. And I'll guarantee you, had there been a wall in Egypt, God would have obliterated it or he would have sent the family someplace else. God wasn't about to allow his son to be murdered prematurely before his appointed time on the cross. But Okay. Pro-lifers protesting in abortion clinics have been holding up signs for years that say things like, what if Mary had aborted Jesus? And you've heard things like, what if, uh, you know, Einstein's mother had aborted him? Things like that. And, and we can nitpick this argument as well, since it's basically the same argument. Okay, presumably God would not have made his plans of redemption hinge on a woman whom he foreknew would get an abortion and foil his purposes, just like he wouldn't have allowed Herod to kill the young Jesus. But that isn't really the point. It's not an argument about God's sovereignty or foreknowledge that's being made here, but about our values. Jesus said in Matthew 25 that what we do for the vulnerable, we really do for him because he so strongly identifies with them. So do, do we look at the poor and weak and say, hey, God's sovereign. I think we can leave all this to him and just go about our business. No, we're, we're supposed to treat those who are vulnerable as if they were Jesus himself. So we don't snuff them out in the womb. And uh, if we can lend them a hand so they aren't murdered by a tyrant after they're born, we, we can try to do that too. We think of the vulnerable as if they are that vulnerable Jesus fleeing Herod or the innocent Christ on the cross. Jesus himself tells us to think about them this way. 
else. But also, Jesus, when he was an adult, said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Jesus was saying God has given government unique authority and responsibility, and that chief responsibility is to protect citizens from evildoers. I, I know this is cable news, and it's designed for sound bites and not theological argumentation, but this point really needs developed. What does he mean when he says, render to Caesar what is his? But what does Jesus mean by that? And then what does Robert Jeffress mean by that? Does it mean that we give um, Caesar complete autonomy to do anything he sees fit and that we should respect and obey him even when he commands what is evil? As I've stated in other podcasts, like my recent episode on Romans 13, as well as in my book, uh, Fight the Powers, scripture is univocal that Caesar often does what is evil. He does have a duty uh, that from God, which he often perverts, to ensure that justice is done and the innocent are protected. But it has not by any means been established that an expensive border wall will protect the innocent. Those who really wish to harm us and have the resources to do so will not be stopped by a wall. You know, I had the privilege of preaching the sermon before President Trump's inauguration, and I, to I chose the Old Testament story of God telling Nehemiah to build a wall around Jerusalem. And I said, Mr. President, God is not against walls. Walls are not unchristian. The Bible says even heaven is going to have a wall around it. Not everyone's going to be allowed in. There's a slightly off-topic point, but relevant to this issue of bad theology. It's not heaven that will have walls. And and, and listen, Jeffers isn't the first person to say this. This is a, a meme that's been going around amongst Facebook Trump supporters and, you know, <laughs> finally made its way to Fox News. It usually goes the other way. But um, it's not heaven that's going to have walls. He's referring to Revelation, the last couple chapters. And in Revelation there, what, we, what we're reading about is the New Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem descends, comes down to earth, and we do not go up to heaven. It's We think of it the opposite way, but that's really the way it is. Our, our ultimate destination is not up there, but a renewed earth down here, where God has created one nation from many peoples, all united in Christ, regardless of ethnicity or national origin. The New Jerusalem has walls, but its inhabitants are only there because Christ, who, um, in the words of Paul in Ephesians, is our peace who has made us one and has destroyed the barrier the dividing wall of hostility between jews who were separated from the unclean outsiders by nehemiah's wall and the gentiles whom they considered unfit to enter freely into the people of god jeffress's attitude is a pre-christ attitude held by those whom paul said he wished would cut their own penises off rather than re-erect walls that christ had smashed down in addition, note that Jeffress is equating the New Jerusalem with America. The New Jerusalem is filled with the people of God. America is not the people of God. This is a point that Jeffress, whose church holds a Freedom Sunday event where hymns are sang to America in what he calls patriotic worship, no doubt struggles to comprehend. Oh, and one more thing. Revelation 21.12 does say that the New Jerusalem will have walls. He's correct about that. But it also says that it will have gates that will never be shut so that the nations may enter in freely, though not the impure. So if Jeffress wants to be serious about appropriating this passage for America, he should be in favor of building a wall with open gates for all nations and crafting a border policy that only keeps out the impure, including his president, 
of which he said, I don't want some meek and mild leader or somebody who's going to turn the other cheek. That's a reference to an explicit command of Jesus, by the way. I've said I want the meanest, toughest SOB I can find to protect this nation. Pastor, what do you think of the larger issue of politicians using religion, using Jesus, invoking Jesus to score political points at pivotal times like this? How does that feel for someone like you in a leadership position in the religious community? The irony of this question is amazing. The religious right seeks to hold the nation and the world hostage over their views about the sexuality and recreational marijuana use, just to name a couple things, of private citizens. But when one politician from the religious left points out that a policy could result in the slaughter of vulnerable babies like Jesus once was, he's using Jesus to score political points. They say that self-awareness takes a year or two to develop in human beings. Apparently, it's decades for Fox and Friends hosts. Well, look, I'm not one who believes that the Bible doesn't inform political decisions. It does. But I think people like this congressman and others may be sincere, but they're sincerely wrong because they confuse the role of government with the role of the church. Look, we have a church tomorrow morning. We're going to open our doors to everyone. We don't check people's green cards at our doors. But government has a different responsibility. Romans 13 says government is to maintain order and to protect its citizens. And look, when President Trump is insisting on a wall, he is fulfilling not only his constitutional, but his God-given responsibility, and he should not be demonized for doing that. Setting aside that Jeffress has himself argued that there should be prayer and scripture memorization in public schools in order to combat school shootings, and that America is a Christian nation, which if true would mean that our leaders should be held to uniquely Christian imperatives, such as turning the other cheek when attacked instead of behaving like the meanest, toughest SOBs we can possibly be, Jeffress is adopting here a convenient strategy of abandoning Christian ethics when it satisfies the will to power, as Nietzsche called it. I'm in agreement that the church is not the state and we should not seek to make the state and the church one. I can even respect the radical separatist position of groups, uh, Christian groups like the Anabaptists, who seek to have no influence over the machinery of government at all. They just see it as completely different, completely distinct. What you cannot do is eat your cake and have it too. You can't say that the church and state are utterly distinct and then claim some sanctified role for the state's leader, a man whose values, by the way, are utterly foreign to those which Christ commends to us in the New Testament, particularly when you're someone like Robert Jeffress who says, well, of course, I don't want somebody who behaves like a Christian in office. <laughs> so if such a man's position is ordained of God, then we must provide the caveat that, you know, it's ordained in the same sense that our sovereign God has ordained the rise and fall of all ill-tempered tyrants. These kinds of leaders, when we say that God has chosen them, well, God is sovereign. You know, so if you want to say that everybody who's ever become a world leader, God allowed them to do so, well, that's fine. But that doesn't validate what they're doing. I mean, you know, God also rises up leaders for judgment. <laughs> anyway. For doing that. Dr. Goodstuff, you mentioned the wall in heaven. Revelation 21, 17 yeah, says the angel right. measured the angel measured the wall using human measurement. It was 144 cubits thick. Don't know what that is in inches, but probably pretty <laughs> thick. Yeah, almost as thick as people who get their theology from Fox and Friends instead of the Bible. Anyway, th thank you all for listening. I hope this was helpful for you, and uh, I'll catch you later.